0: What's up, everyone? Welcome to another edition of Tharn's Thoughts. My is Tharn Shetty. This is my bedroom. I'm on my bed. Happy Friday. We're getting there. We're getting there slowly and steadily. Coronavirus. Uh, I don't know. Ellie's a shit show still. I don't know where you are, but I hope you're doing well. Um, I, you know, as I said before, I just keep doing my own thing. I consider myself just... I mean, I'm in the comedy scene, but I'm really not in the comedy scene. Like, I feel like comedy's gotten to a point now where, like, everyone's got a Twitter account and they're, like, voicing their opinion and, you know, they're just saying shit online. And like, I I stay out of that stuff. I just do my own thing. And part of it's because I'm just resigned where I am. And I'm like, let me just not chase anymore because it's too much for me to deal mentally. It's a whole other thing. But that's that's me. But I still know a lot of comedians, like well-known comedians, established comedians. I know guys who were open micers, whatever. And my phone blew up a couple of days ago because there's this girl named Sarah Cooper who I guess went viral. I'm not a big TikTok person, but I have seen some clips and I guess she lip syncs to Trump speeches and she does like funny scenarios. Do not know her at all. Seems like a nice girl. Uh. It's creative, what she does. I mean, I guess with TikTok, she comes up with funny scenarios. Sure, why not? I mean, I've seen other people blow up. But she she ended up getting... Uh, she ended up hosting Jimmy Kimmel's Late Night Talk Show, which is a national show. And then she just got a special on Netflix, right? In comics, there's like this vitriol among comedians where, where they're just... I mean, it was funny to me because... You see these comedians blow up like, like, what the hell? I've been doing comedy 30 years. Like I taped, I put my own money into taping a special and Netflix wouldn't buy it. And these are like well-known comedians. But they're pissed because this girl who probably has not been doing comedy more than five years, I'm assuming. I could be wrong. Don't quote me on that. You know, you don't even hear her speak. And, you know, she's she's hosting a, a national talk show and now she has a Netflix special. In fact, I I saw something trending on Twitter like two weeks ago to replace Ellen. And I didn't even like flinch when I saw that because I have just seen so much stuff in comedy. Like I've seen this my entire career and does not surprise me. And I'm just like dead to it. I just like, oh, whatever. That's just It's not a meritocracy. Like if you want to become a doctor, you go to medical school, you go to residency, you spend years and years, you're a doctor. Comedy, you can become a star overnight. You can do that there's no rules to this business there's zero rules you can also do it the other way comedy 20 30 years like Rodney Dangerfield whatever and make it in your 40s but especially now with the landscape of what it is digital of people going viral like that trumps everything like netflix i know a guy who's had some a couple netflix specials you know he's whatever funny is it Does it warrant him getting all these specials? No, but he is he's famous. So he gets eyeballs on Netflix. Like, if you were a Netflix executive and you were like, hey, who should we go with? This guy who's super funny crushes versus this person who's going to make us money and, and increase our, our subscriber base and get us exposure. I mean, you got to go with the, the, the latter. You have to. I mean, that's just a business decision. And, and I see it, especially now especially now um also i mean take note i mean sarah cooper i mean just looking at her she's diverse young um viral i mean that trumps all it doesn't matter how many how many years of comedy you've been doing it i mean that's just a smart business move and the way i've seen it now like i wish i knew this when i started doing stand-up i had no idea like when i started doing stand-up like in 97, whatever it was, I just remember thinking, well, if I'm funny, I'll just rise. You know, that's how it is. And I'm, I'm, I'm a hard worker and I'll just rise. That did not happen, obviously. But, you know, I took my own journey, my own path, and I have no regrets. But the way I've seen it, and this is just my opinion, like, you can make, you can break in two ways in comedy. Especially now. One, like, something goes viral, Sarah Cooper um Angela Johnson had that nail salon bit that got her on the map um I think other viral people maybe Bo Burnham singing songs I don't know I'm just throwing out names here or you have like a slow build but like one break leads to the next like uh Jimmy Kimmel is the host of a talk show now but before he was a radio guy then he was hosting the Man show, and then. Now he's a talk show, host. so like every break is bigger than the next, but you still need that entry point, which is really hard. So you need, you still need like an opportunity. And that op- that first opportunity to kind of like validate you to the industry is the most is the hardest thing of all. And that's what depresses me sometimes because I see some guys who never got that opportunity. Like they just and they're so funny, like they never got that opportunity. And, you know, I think, well, is that gonna be me? Am I gonna be just this, this guy who never Maybe I did get it. Maybe I just didn't see it. So I feel like, uh, or the last one—I I forgot about this. The last one is somebody who's famous shoehorns you in, like they use their name to push you. Like for example, like George Lopez was kicking around for years. Sandra Bullock uh, produced his show, his George Lopez show on ABC, star star household name overnight. Um, I've heard Kevin Nealon say Dana Carvey was a big, big deal in him getting SNL. I've heard David Spade say Dennis Miller was a big deal in him getting a HBO Young Comedian Showcase and SNL. And like, sometimes, sometimes, I mean, this has happened a lot. Sometimes things don't work out the way you want them to in all aspects of life, not just comedy, just in life in general. And, and for me, like, I, I do look like a lot of spiritual stuff and my spiritual journey is to not be jealous anymore, to to be okay my own path, to keep doing what I'm doing and that's it. Like, I tell myself, if I never make that mainstream success, I will be okay with that. As long as I can just keep creating for my fans that do like my stuff and as long as I'm true to my voice, then that's a victory for me um all this other stuff hey it's great but there's so many intangibles that aren't controllable so i really do wish sarah cooper the best uh again i'm not like a huge fan or anything but you know i root for any comedian and also i know i know how vicious this business is like people come and go real quick so the the fall is just as it can be brutal and you know she's a young girl and And I think having life, the great thing about being this, you know, being on the scene a long time is, is it really develops you in other ways like life experience. And that goes with anybody. And I feel like as you get aged, as you get aged, you kind of just learn different ways to interpret things. So I do wish her nothing but the best. And uh, let's see how it works out. Hey, if you like this podcast, please uh, check me out. Instagram, Twitter, Thurn and Shetty. And I have a book called Laughing in Hell on Amazon and Barnes and Nobles. Have a great weekend, everyone. Take care. See you. Bye.